Welcome to Reading the Gospel. My name is Dan, and I am starting this podcast as a sister podcast to Reading the Psalms. I hope to read through the Gospel of Luke and then possibly other books of the New Testament in order to share with you the great story and life of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the good news, the Gospel of what He is and what He did for us and how we can respond to Him. I'm going to begin by reading Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. For as much as many have taken in hand to draw up a narrative concerning those matters which have been fulfilled among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word, it seemed good to me also, having traced the course of all things accurately from the first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightst know the certainty concerning the things wherein thou was instructed. Herein Luke, whose written voice reveals a well-educated and orderly mind, provides his plan for the book. Coming from the accounts of eyewitnesses and ministers, it seemed good to Luke to compile an accurate narrative of the events of Jesus Christ in order. Now Luke is writing to Theophilus, and his name, Theo, God, and Phyllis, his lover, means that he is a lover of God. He may have been an actual person, yet, yet I feel he stands in for each of us. Each of us are ones who, loving God, reach for Luke's account of the gospel of God's only Son, Jesus Christ. And so we'll begin this now in verse 5, and I'm going to read 5 through 10. There was in the days of Herod, king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abijah, and he had a wife of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. Now it came to pass, while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to enter into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the hour of incense. We get a setting and time connecting it with the ruler of that day, and Luke is telling us, he repeatedly does that through the text. But we really find out about two important people here, Zacharias and Elizabeth, devout, good people walking in the ordinances of God, just as you and I need to today. It's important to recognize that this is an account of good people as well as bad, and we need to try to figure out what is the good that we need to put into our life. Now, they were in their old age and without a child, and on this day, Zacharias entered into the temple alone to perform his duty. Verse 11, And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zacharias was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, because thy supplication is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. He shall drink no wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn unto the Lord their God, and he shall go before his face in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to walk in the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared for him. 
An angel appears to Zacharias and Zacharias is troubled. This is the uniform reaction to angels or messengers as the word means. As the angels or messengers of God come, everyone reacts with fear. Yet the angel stands by the altar of incense, that from whose presence uh, rises to the presence of God, like our prayers rise up to God. And he speaks comforting words of hope to Zacharias. They would have a boy, and they would name him John. The name means Jehovah is a gracious giver. The child would bring uh, joy to more than just his own family, and he'd be great in God's sight. And he would also come in the spirit and power of the great prophet Elijah of the Old Testament. He would also fulfill the prophecies of Malachi. The angel himself quotes the very words of Malachi in chapter 4, verse 6, concerning fathers and children. I encourage you to take the time to read through Malachi. It's not a large book, and you can see how it speaks to this life of the one John who was coming. The great gulf of silence between the last words of the Old Testament in Malachi has thus ended. There was a span of several hundred years where God sent no messages. Malachi was the end, and here we have a messenger of God who speaks the very words of Malachi and is speaking the new words about this coming child, John. What a great and exciting time. I'm going to pick up in verse 18. And Zacharias said to the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. And the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak unto thee, and to bring thee good, these good tidings. And behold, thou shalt be silent, and not able to speak, until the day that these things shall come to pass. Because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people were waiting for Zacharias, and they marveled while he tarried in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, and he continued making signs unto them, and remained dumb. And it came to pass, when the days of his ministration were fulfilled, he departed unto his house. And after these days Elizabeth his wife conceived, and she hid herself five months, saying, Thus has the Lord done unto me in the days wherein he looked upon me, to take away my reproach among men. In the face of such grandeur and glory, Zacharias questions his Lord and the Lord's messenger. As proof and seemingly as punishment for his doubt, Zacharias is struck dumb until the child is born. And he comes out of the temple into the amazement of all who are there, and he returns home unable to speak. How do you think his wife Elizabeth felt at his revelation? or at his inability to speak. What do you think of the knowledge of her conception when she found out? Surely she knew the power of God and the mercy he had for his people. She now knew her reproach would be removed. No one would be able to scorn her for her childless home because God was giving her a great gift. These are all great reasons to praise God. He, God ended his silence after the Old Testament and is bringing in the new message, this new covenant that is going to come, the gospel of Jesus Christ, bringing hope and life. He promised to give a home that had no child. He promised to give that home a child, to give them new life. Even so, he held those who were before him accountable for their own doubts and misbelief, disbelief. So what does the story make you think of? What does this story teach you to do? What does the story remind you of? 
These are the questions I like to ask when I'm reading through the Bible. These are the questions I hope to repeat at the end of my podcast as we continue through this. What does this story make you think of? What does the story teach you to do? And what does the story remind you of? As always, if you have any questions, you can feel free to reach out to me. You can find me at readingthesalms.com. I have a web page, and I have, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I haven't created a Reading the Gospel Instagram page. I may or may not do that, but you can find me at readingthesalms.com. I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have, and I look forward to continuing this podcast with you. Of special note, since it's just beginning, feel free to say, read longer passages, make the podcast longer, or if you think, make the podcast shorter. I'm trying to tailor this to be right and useful to you, and uh, I want to make it something that is advantageous to us all. So I'd love to hear your critiques or ideas on how I can improve this to make this a better uh, podcast and a better way to share God's Word. Well, thanks for listening in, and I hope to talk with you again soon.